1: Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. We are here to talk about another topic that you need to know to stay up in your career, to be competitive in your career, whether you're working for someone else or working for yourself. Today, we're going to talk about digital leadership. And this is something that has been on the radar for a little while. You have big companies like EY and Deloitte doing studies about digital leadership and how does someone do digital leadership, what competencies are important. So we're going to talk through some of this and what does it mean, what do do we actually need to do to be a a digital leader, to have digital leadership skills, and then some practical pieces in terms of how do you build those skills, how do you stay afloat and, and even get ahead in this new era of digital leadership. So, I first came across this idea a World economic Forum study about the skills that are most important in the future and thinking about how are we training people for work and how are people getting ahead in work and The World Economic Forum does research around these skills that are in most demand and digital leadership was one of them on the list. And everybody has a little bit of a different take on what this means and and what you need to be able to do it. So we're going to go through some of the main ideas and so you can get an idea of what this looks like. Now you might be thinking, well, I'm not a leader, so I don't need to worry about this. This isn't talking about leadership just in the conventional sense. Yes, these are skills that people who are in the leadership in organizations need, but they're also skills that any of us need to be successful in our careers to have digital leadership skills, some of them more than others, depending on if you're in a leadership position or not. The Deloitte study talks about five main areas of skill and We're going to go through those five areas here quickly and talk about what they mean. The first one is drive, which may be associated more with those stereotypical ideas of leadership. But it's really this idea of digital technology has an impact on your business and you're going to go out there and seek ways to use technology in your work. The leadership piece of that important for leaders, the technology and using technology in your job piece is important for all of us to stay relevant. When you think about AI and and technology replacing jobs, it will only do that to the extent that we fail to understand how we add value to these new technologies. So if you are going to have drive in the digital leadership world, that's really about you understanding how you add value to the technology how you use the technology to add more value and staying one step ahead of the technology so that you don't become irrelevant we all need to do that that's a skill that all of us need to have to look understand what's coming and to understand how we can use that tool to do our job better an example of course we talk about in recruiting lots of new technologies and recruiting software that can go out and look at someone's social media profiles score their personality and say whether or not they'd be a good fit for your company. However, that is not going to replace recruiters. It's going to replace part of the function that that recruiter was doing. But a good recruiter, a recruiter who has digital leadership skills, is going to figure out how do I use that technology to do my job better what do i need to do more of because that technology is taking away this part of my job what does that open me up to do more of this idea of um uh, of branding of career management whatever you want to call it is that you will understand how you add value and differentiate from your competition now The new thing is that technology has become in some ways part of your competition, not that we need to fight it to keep our job, but that we need to understand how we add differentiated value to the technology so that we can keep our job. What do you do that technology can't do in your job? How does that add value to your organization and being able to tell that story? Then we've got to be able to embrace the disruption. And this is the navigate section of their five competencies. It's all about adapting and being able to execute your job with the technology. So in the drive section, you are recognizing what it is and being able to see when it's coming. And then the navigate piece is actually being able to adapt to it not get stuck in doing things the way that you've been doing, because that's the way we've always done it, and to execute that change, to really manage change. And all of us are going to have to do this in our jobs more and more frequently to understand how we shift and to not get stuck in those old ways. Whenever we think about change and we think about people who get stuck in their ways, or perhaps we have a a, a tendency to do that. And we all do when we get to trigger issues, because usually dragging our feet in the change management situation is fear of what we're giving up, fear of not being valued. Our challenge in this new world is to understand our value is separate from the tasks that we do our value is separate from the the everyday things that this technology might be replacing we have to figure out how to tell the story of our value differently and to tell it separately from the technology that we use and maybe even in addition to so that we can adapt we can navigate change easier because we're not stuck in doing the things we've always done or trying to keep our territory, if you will. We're really able to move and, and understand our value in new and different ways. And that it's always changing and evolving. And that's a good thing because it allows us to, to change and evolve. Maybe we aren't used to that being a positive and, and that's one of the skills we'll have to embrace. Then there's this whole section around communication. And they call it connect. We have to understand how to use technology to connect. Can't be afraid of using all the forms of technology to connect. And this goes to those people who are younger and have a hard time picking up the phone. You're going to be stymied in your career if you can't pick up the phone. And to the people who maybe depended on the phone 30 years ago and have a hard time with getting into text or instant messaging. We all have to be able to flex across all the types of technology so that we can engage all of our audience. And we're going to have people in our lives, regardless of age, although it may be a little bit more um, sectored by age, that want to be connected with in different ways and different Issues, problems, challenges are going to require different ways of communicating. So if we can't communicate face-to-face, we're eventually going to hit a roadblock in our career because of that. If we can't talk on the phone, if we can't do instant messaging, text, video. Right now I'm doing some video training for my audience and career service providers. And... um, Got to tell you, we were talking about visuals and designing visuals with Canva and had big, huge audience for that. And then we get to video and the audience shrinks because people are afraid of it. If we aren't able to use it, if we aren't able to be on video, you know, hop on that conference call and not just be there in a voice, but be there as a, a face, we're going to have a hard time advancing our careers. The connection is happening digitally and the stereotypes we throw up around people who are old or people who are young and what they can or can't do on on terms of interaction is all hurting all of us. We all have to be able to interact in these different ways and to integrate it really into what we do so that it's not, um, oh, I have to get all of these things ready to be able to do video today It's no, this is an integrated part of how I communicate every day. And that's going to be a challenge for most of us, Um, you know, even millennials or older millennials, I guess, struggling with some of that native video piece. And then for the younger audiences, sometimes it's figuring out how to use those technologies that maybe they're comfortable using socially. How do you use those professionally and make sure that you're walking that fine line between being authentic and connecting and being professional and understanding what the appropriate steps are as you're connecting via any medium in that professional setting, whatever that looks like for you and your work and your industry. So it's difficult because of course it it changes and it fluxes for each industry, country, and other types of, of cultural issues. We've got to know that and be able to navigate that. And that brings us right into the fourth capability that, they're talking about here with um, Ernst & Young is relate. So being able to relate with others by balancing that technology and having the cultural curiosity, cultural sensitivity, empathy, and um, being able to build teams. So it's not enough to just communicate and be able to use the, the digital tools and non-digital tools to communicate but also to be able to use the social cues, which are sometimes more challenging in video and in phone and, and definitely in text and email, to understand all those cues so that we're doing it in a way that really does connect with our audience. That That is our challenge. And that relate competency that they're talking about. And the last one is thinking differently. So having those innovative intellectual curiosity, thinking more holistically. Um, I look at this and just some of the nationalist streams that are happening all over the world um, really defies what these skill sets are talking about in terms of relating cultural competencies and thinking holistically globally in terms of where things are going and where things are coming from and seeing patterns and perspectives those skills are going to be critical for us long term as we move through our career so those are the skill sets that are making up this digital leadership competency that people are talking about but what does that mean for you and and how do we do it differently so we will take a short break and when we come back going to dive into these. What does it mean for you? And how can you build your competencies to be a leader in the digital age? We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
2: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
0: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080
2: to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: Every business wants to succeed. Every individual wants to succeed. But with an ever-changing economy, how can you manage to keep things doing so well, even in times of instability? You can. Tune in to Thriving in Uncertainty with host Meredith Elliott Powell. Meredith and her guest experts have the answers you need to keep you ahead of the changing game in business. Listen every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Accept the challenge to succeed.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
2: From the boardroom to you, VoiceAmerica Business Network.
0: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call one 472 5790 That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about digital leadership and what that really means. And we went through the competencies that came out of the Ernst Young work drive, which means that you're leading that digital literacy, that you are integrating digital, digital technology into all of what you do, navigate, that you're able to adapt and execute with these new technologies, connect, that you're bringing everyone along and able to use all different types of technology or non-technology to connect. And a lot of this is talking about breaking down silos and hyper-collaboration. Then relate, so not just using communication in that formal kind of top-down way, but relating to others on the human level, Balancing technology with innovation and or empathy and inclusivity, and then thinking differently, looking at situations holistically, seeing all of the different perspectives, being open to those perspectives, looking globally, etc And when we think about this, let's start on the um, let's start on the vision side of it. So often, when we see something say, "Oh you have to have vision as a skill or you have to be visionary," we automatically think, "Oh, I'm not the CEO, for th- so that's not for me." You are the CEO of your own career, and this is important for all of us to be able to see what's coming next. We might not be in a position where we have to lead the whole organization. But if we're going to succeed in our career at some point, we're probably going to have to lead a group of people to some kind of a decision. So maybe we're on a team that's going to pick a software, or maybe we're on a team that's going to create an office project process. Might be small, might be big, but you're going to have to, at some point in your career, sell someone else on your vision. For your own career, This applies more specifically to you being able to have a vision about where you're going and what is disrupting that path and what do you need to adapt to be able to do it. So vision for you, vision for your career path, where do you see yourself going next? Even if it's staying in the same place, guess what? No one is staying in the same place. So for you to stay in the same place, what do you need to do? things are going to shift what's going to change how is the industry changing how is your job function changing and what do you need to do to be even able to stay where you are if you're not wanting to stay where you are then what do you need to do to get where you want to go and how is that moving it's a it's a constant moving target wherever it is that you think you want to go the industry is shifting, the job function is shifting, the way it's being done, the way technology is being implemented is always going to be changing, although perhaps not as rapidly as some people may espouse. It is changing, and how are you going to adjust to keep up with that? Vision is a skill we all need. It's just going to look different depending on how your leadership looks within your organization. We are all being called to be more innovative, to think differently, to think about how we can use technology differently, and that's all going to be rolled up in this vision skill set. Then if we think about communication, communication has always been a critical skill for success in any line of work. And you're seeing more and more talk about emotional intelligence, conversational intelligence, whatever people want to call it. They're all the same family of do you know how to relate to others? Do you know how to connect with others? Do you know how to communicate with others across cultures, across political lines, across age groups? Can you adapt and meet people where they're at. And now, by the way, you've got this technology variable thrown in of being able to connect with people over technology who may be down the street or maybe across the world. And how are you gonna navigate all of those differences? And communication really has taken on perhaps the most changes in the digital space and yet, that doesn't mean that our face-to-face communication is any less important. If you think about how people are using video to communicate, and one of these articles talks about Ford's CIO who does video, short video updates to the company, and these are becoming a, a regular thing within companies. Between coaches and clients, all different ways that people are using short video to communicate both one to one, so from me to a client or from me um, to another person, it might be live, it might be recorded, it might be for me to an organization internally, like they're talking about with the Ford leadership. And it might be, of course, me socially, openly on a Facebook Live or LinkedIn, and and playing that video. I was just creating a, an infographic today. That was my project today. I was trying to create an infographic on the importance of video and um, how, how much it's growing, how much people are using it. It really is a big deal, especially for us in business, but even for us as leaders People like to watch video, they engage with video, and they retain more of the message when they hear it over video. So one of the stats that I found was 95% of people understand 95% of a message when they watch it in a video and they only remember 10% of a message when they read the text. So we've really got to figure out how we can move to video because it does make a difference. It, it does, it is different in terms of it's compelling people to action, compelling people to watch or listen versus read and take um, and to remember what they've heard or watched, I guess, if they're doing it over video Audio is also taking off, but that there isn't as much data around that. So when we think about our digital leadership and our communication, it's really about becoming more well-rounded. How can you use technology and make sure that you don't lose that ability to connect with people in person and don't stop making an effort to do that because they all have a, they all make a difference? Um, the digital ones for some people are going to take more effort, and i 'm um, definitely seeing that with my crew right now that getting into video is is a challenge beyond that communicating outward, there is a large push to collaboration and breaking down silos and how do you engage people across organizations. A lot of this is coming about right now especially because of the the need to fight for talent if you will attract talent keep talent just saw something today that um Mark Cuban was talking about the importance of of engaging talent it's really nothing new I'm, and This is one of the main things that people talk about in terms of engaging talent, especially younger talent, is collaboration, getting them involved, giving them a voice, helping them see how what they do makes an impact to the bottom line, to the project, to the end user, whatever is meaningful for them. And that's the challenge, of course, is helping people connect to their definition of meaningful work and collaboration flatter leadership structures are all being challenged to to do that and communication as a leader but also communication as a team member and success as a team member is going to require that you can collaborate people who don't work well with others are going to become even more and more difficult to employ and I've seen that trend coming over the last five seven years and all of this research and data about digital leadership just says that it's going to be even more it's all about transparency people who are territorial about their work, um, who want to hoard and keep the power, if you will, are really going to have a hard time, not only as leaders, but as everyday team members, employees in an organization. So you've got a few more sections to move into, but we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the skill sets that you need to be able to stay afloat and stay competitive. In the digital world. We'll be right back here on the Career Confidant.
2: The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand
2: 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
0: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. and Today, we're talking about digital leadership and how you get the skills that you need to be able to be a digital leader in your own career or within an organization. And we're talking a little bit about vision and that that's not just for you, for your, or not just for your organization, not just for CEOs, but also for you and for your career. And, you know, how you do that, what are some of the steps, concrete steps you can take to have better vision for you for your career? First of all, it's understanding, what you do, who you are, and where you want to go. Those sound like simple questions, perhaps, to some of you. To some of you, they sound like big, huge questions. Um, But that's the building blocks, really, is understanding the value that you offer no matter where you go. That's your essence, if you will, right? That is your unique promise of value, And it comes out wherever you go. It's the the way you do things, your way of approaching things, your attitude, your skill sets. It's that piece of you that is building and evolving over time, but also goes with you wherever you go. So whether you're working in marketing or you're a, a hands-on engineer, you would bring that same way of thinking, way of solving problems, all of your package of experience. And where you wanna go, your goals are also a, a part of that because that's the, the future piece of, of how you're adding value. Then when you have you down, you can look out at the, the industry or the job type that you're doing And really pay attention to where is it going, what's going on. Read. Read a variety of things from your industry, from the economic world. Um, Read things that are considered to be, especially here in the U.S., perhaps, conservative. Read things that are liberal so that you have a broad understanding of the predictions, the thoughts of where things are going in your industry and perhaps a little bit broader in the economic world, although that can be uh, more of a moving target than we need to pay attention to. But understand where things are moving as they relate to and are going to impact your job functions. Read about the technologies, read about that, the economics. And if you feel overwhelmed, bring it down. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, then really just stick to your industry and what's going on there. And, and don't pay as, as much attention to the big economic movements. Do what you can do. But that vision really requires picking your head up out of your everyday work and, and looking around can be really easy if your company makes it easy, going to company meetings, going to industry meetings, industry associations, ways that you can get that information somewhat fed to you, although you always want to be careful and make sure that you've got diverse perspectives being fed in. Then we talked a little bit about communication and the communication skills that are important. And how do you communicate well or what communication skills are going to be most important? It's interesting some of the things that uh, came up when I was researching this, talking about influencing others, persuading others, um, selling. Yes, yes, yes. And really all of those things take being a good listener. So listen first, then figure out what adds value to the other person, and it will be easier to share your vision in a framework that matters to them that might influence or or persuade them, if you will. Good listening is often overlooked as one of the probably more important communication skills. And then relationship management. So building networks, maintaining networks, maintaining connections with others can be actually more challenging in the digital landscape um, because there's that false sense that we're keeping up with people because we like their post on Facebook or um, WhatsApp or whatever it might be. That's not real relationship management. So we are going to have to be more aware of how we connect with others in that deeper relational way and make sure that we really have a network to connect with and to draw from when when we all need it that isn't just superficial how are you going to stay connected and really have relationships with those people that you want to maintain relationships with then there's this piece of kind of personal agility um, you know how do you Advance with the technology? How do you adapt? How do you make sure that you're not being stuck in that this is the way we've always done things? And some of the skills I found that um, speak to this. First one is humility. And people often think about humble in terms of not promoting yourself or not talking about yourself. And, you know, there's some of that that's good that can go to a part where it's bad if you never speak up for yourself, never advocate for yourself, right? But humility, that's not the only definition of humility. Humility, really, the definition I want to talk about is that you're humble enough to know you don't know everything. So to accept feedback, to acknowledge that you are going to change, that you're open to learning, you're challenging your assumptions, you know you don't know it all, you're seeking to be better that's the humility that I'm talking about not that you still can't advocate for yourself and and won't need to in this new world to be able to communicate your strengths but that you are also always seeking to improve and actually the balance of those two things is what makes it work you know those people in your life who are always talking about how great they are and you're thinking well actually there are some things that you could do to improve yourself or those people who are always never good enough they never promote themselves they're beating themselves up about what they need to do how much more they need to learn how bad they are that yin and yang the humility is actually somewhere in the middle that you are seeking you're challenging your assumptions but you're also confident enough to implement and take charge and advocate yourself for yourself when you need to that balance there is is important and we have to be humble enough to know that we don't know it all because when we think we know it all we're going to have a really hard time leading in this digital space because we don't know it all no matter if we're a digital native like they talk about depending on the age you might be a digital native guess what you still have a lot to learn in terms of how to use that technology for business use, for professional use for whatever you goals you want to achieve with it and those of you who might be um, not digital natives I can't remember the name that they are talking digital immigrants yes you're going to have more to learn but you also have life experiences and things that you bring to the table. Finding that sweet spot in confidence that you bring value and confidence that you also need to keep learning, that's our challenge. For all of us, we're going to tend in one direction or the other and have to challenge ourselves to stay in that sweet spot of both that I'm confident and I'm constantly learning, challenging my assumptions and, and building. This brings up probably one of the most foundational to success and career in general, self-awareness. And I talked about it a little bit ago in terms of that being the, the foundation for vision, self-awareness of who we are and where we want to go self-awareness in our in this communication space is really what are my strengths what are my weaknesses what's my communication style and how can I flex to meet other communication styles one of the you know kind of dark underbellies of this whole conversation around authenticity is people thinking that it's okay to be authentic at any cost And that's not real authenticity. You can be authentic about who you are and still be a good communicator, meaning that you flex and you adapt to other people's communication styles so that you can have better understanding and better communication between the two of you. You really can't be adaptable and humble if you're not self-aware and understand where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are and how you're going to move those. One of the big topics that people are talking about right now is really about our human ability to tolerate uncertainty and the emotional toll that that takes. You've probably read some about burnout and resilience, and these are becoming huge topics today because as things move faster and we have more uncertainty, It takes an emotional toll for all of us. How are you going to handle that? What practical steps can you take to manage that uncertainty, whether that's meditation, exercise, which oftentimes exercise can be a form of meditation or vice versa? How do you avoid burnout? How do you balance the drive for innovation with offering some kind of stability in your life and for your team? I've been around leaders who the drive for innovation just wore people out, right, that people could not take, you know, just the uncertainty of what is the next quest going to be or what's the next leadership agenda going to be, the next, you know, next best thing that we're all going to have to learn and and flavor of the month kind of leadership We've got to balance that innovation with offering some stability for ourselves and for our team or our organization, if, if we're the leader or even if we're just a part of that team, because any member of your team can be that person who's always driving the change and perhaps not aware of whether it's always needed or not. these, Abilities come together to really help us be able to move more quickly. There's a, a lot of talk right now about agile and applying agile to a lot of different types of realms. And agile really is that fast, fast execution and fail fast. You know, do something instead of taking a huge long time to ramp it up, do something, implement it, see what works, what doesn't work, and then move on to the next thing. And that's part of what we need to do as leaders and the skills that we need to do that. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back here on The Career Confidant, give you some really specific takeaways that you can do to be a better leader in the digital space. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
0: Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. and Today, we're talking about the skills that you need to survive, to excel, to thrive in the new world of digital leadership. And these skills really have been critical to our careers for a long time. They're just moving faster and more technology is being integrated into how we work. When I first started doing work, um, it was this, a nonprofit that was training people to go back and change careers. This was 10 years ago and people were having this same challenge. So, Maybe they were in some kind of labor type of work, construction, or even um, some of them were childcare types of workers, and now they were finding that every job they applied to required more technology than they had used in the past. So maybe they'd been an administrative assistant for a long time, and they were fine where they were. But now that they needed a new job, the new employers were requiring that they knew more systems, more technologies. It's just ever increasing. And what they were struggling with was, you know, how do I get these skills that I need? But then also, how do I have the confidence to speak to these skills? And what I find interesting in Deloitte's research and the, the studies by, done by Ernst & Young, They're finding 70% of executives don't think they have the skill sets that they need to manage in this digital technology. The challenge for most of us is realizing that we don't have to have all the skills. We just have to have the skills to keep things moving. So you may not need to go and learn how to code or how to operate some of these specific technologies you may simply need to figure out how do i lead an organization to do that and how do i step out of the way enough to let people who do know how to do those things lead it and get out of my own way if you will And this is one of the dichotomies that I found. It's an article in Forbes, The Five Keys to a Digital Mindset, really thinking about this in a little bit different way. So we're providing vision, but yet empowering others who might have more of the digital skills that we need to achieve it. So it's not that we have to have the skills to take the organization to the next level digitally, but we have to have the vision to be able to see that it could be done and then be able to empower others to make it happen. Their next one, very related, is to give up control, yet architect, they say architect the choices, I would say architect the vision or architect the future, so that you're, if you're especially in a leadership role, you're the one who's, setting that vision, and, and setting the direction, but yet you're giving up the control of, of how it gets there and letting people in your organization influence how that looks moving forward. One of the most probably traditional mindsets that can get in our way is that changing our goals or changing the path is bad. It means we failed. no. Changing the goals or changing the path or changing the vision means that you are adapting and learning and getting input from others. Of course, there can be a point to to which it's bad, but uh, probably a sign of, of bad leadership if your organization always is feeling like it fails if the goalposts move. Today the goalposts are constantly moving. It's our ability to adapt and change and help everyone still feel successful while those goalposts are moving. That's the, that's the leadership. That's sustaining versus disrupting. Not versus yet, and, and perhaps our one of our biggest challenges as leaders today is to accept that everything is an and. So we've got to offer that sustaining stable environment, yet disrupt and open and invite disruption. Rely on data and yet move quickly and trust our intuition, be agile. So things are data focused, we're looking for data, we're wanting data to make the decisions and yet we can't wait around forever we have to be agile we have to try things and fi- fail fast and that dichotomy is going to be a challenge and most of the time it's going to take two people the one person that's really data focused and the one person who's moving quickly for those two people to work together and both honor each other and respect what each other brings to the the page instead of fighting, you no, know, we need more data. Yes, we, we don't, right? We're going to move. To be skeptical yet open-minded. So we're questioning, we're researching, we're always challenging our assumptions, and yet we're taking in that new information without always challenging it in that negative way. So we're providing vision, yet empowering others, giving up control, but architecting or providing our voice into that vision, depending on our role, sustaining and offering some stability, yet being open to and driving disruption, relying on data to make our decisions, but trusting our, our intuition and also taking risks, which is one of the skills we, you'll hear a lot about taking risks to move quickly and be agile, being skeptical and challenging things, and yet being open-minded to accept new ideas into the, the way that you're doing things. So if you're looking at how to move forward, how to be successful in some will call this kind of fourth mm-hmm. industrial revolution, agility might be the key word for you understand who you are to be deeply rooted in that and the value that you offer so that you can move more quickly between opportunities options projects however it is that your career is being designed you are going to move more quickly when you have these skills and when you understand how to pull them together for your own good and for the good of your organization's so we'll be right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. And uh, we've got some great guests coming up. I look forward to having you back on the show and to continue sharing the school, the tools, tools and resources that you need to take control of your career. We'll see you again next week on The Career Confidant.
0: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant,